1: Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yeah, the huddle. Pete Nigerian, you're going to like this story. You know of it. <laughs> Jasper Horstead is a kid that grew up in Roseville. Good athlete, smart academically, went to Princeton University, shined there, didn't know that uh, he was impressing some NFL scouts. Uh, got his shot with the Chicago Bears a few years ago and made the 53-man roster where he would be participating today if not for an injury late in the season, but that affords us the opportunity to visit with him, Chicago Bears tight end, Jesper Horst. Jesper, thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: I was just uh, to Peter, this week now. You you, you go to Princeton. I was watching your tape the other day after we talked uh, uh, from Princeton. You made a lot of plays in the Ivy League. When when did you know you had NFL-type potential?
2: Thank you. Um, I'm not sure. I I really knew. You know, I I felt confident in the way I was playing against Ivy League teams, but I didn't know what it was like in other conferences. I think maybe when I went down to an all-star game after my uh, senior season, the East-West Shrine game down in Florida, and I played against uh, a lot of people from these major conferences that I realized it's not so different out there. And maybe I do have a chance at this uh, next level.
0: Well, and I'll, and I'll tell you, Jesper, the, uh, the w- when I look at some of the numbers that you produced when you were in college, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's, a, it's really impressive. How did you make the transition though? Were you, you were primarily a wide receiver. Am I right? When you were in college at Princeton, but you've moved over to tight end.
2: Yeah, that's correct. Um, I, didn't get drafted. I didn't get signed. And um, I got an opportunity to go to a tryout camp with the Bears. That was one of about 150 people. And I showed up that day and they said, hey, we, we've got a lot of receivers here today. I think we're going to try you out a tight end. Um, and I had never put my hand in the ground before. And I was just like, all right, if that's what it takes. Um, and it ended up being a great, great switch. So credit to them for that.
1: Yeah, it's unbelievable how one decision, one something can change things. Now, you got to play with Justin Fields, who's not playing as well uh, today either because of COVID, but you had a chance to play with this rookie. What has it been like? You got a touchdown from him, but uh, you've gotten to know him. What's he like as a leader and a football player?
2: He's an amazing leader. It's really cool to see a guy step in the locker room and immediately as a rookie, you know, like command a presence and and run a huddle. I know when I was in there as a rookie, I was dead silent and, you know, just pretty – Scared and timid and he is so confident and you can see him progress as the season went on i'm really excited for the future with him he's a athletic freak and a very talented quarterback on top of that
0: well and i'll tell you jesper what i what i've loved about him goes all the way back to ohio state when he took control and max you remember this as well When, when, when justin Fields said we're gonna play football in the Big Ten, yeah. And yeah. you know, he 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 led that. It's, it's it's probably the same sense that you get when you're when you've gotten in the huddle with him, where he he has he'll command the uh, the the team and he'll take charge, and he's he's not afraid of the the moment ever. But uh, speaking of not being afraid of the moment, I I'd be afraid. But uh, you tell me when when you're playing football at Princeton, how did you manage football? baseball and the academic side of this because I'll tell you what it, it is so difficult to be a one sport athlete but you being a two sport athlete in college tell us a little bit about your you know how you did that and, and the discipline that it must have taken for you to compete in the classroom but also on the football and baseball field
2: yeah i think it just kind of took trial and error my my freshman year I had to figure out a lot of stuff, and I just had to get really good at time management. You're going to get like little blocks of an hour in between your classes, and if if you had more time later on to devote to homework, then you might have just messed around with friends or taken longer at a meal. But I knew that that wasn't really going to be the case for me because I would always have practice that night. No matter what season it was, it was always going to be in season for me. So just learning to utilize the smaller breaks of time for the necessary homework and other Requirements and um, just not not wasting time so much. Um, and it's, I just got better as time went on, and I had good help from friends and teammates to make it happen.
1: Jesper did is her guest tight end for the uh, Chicago Bears from Roseville High School and on to Princeton University. And uh, I I was talking to you about this the other day, but you're not the only Roseville guy getting paid to play. Mike Muscala (laughs) played twice against the uh, Timberwolves this week. He's had quite a career, uh, kind of a rotational guy in the NBA. He went to Bucknell out of Roseville, And you said he's a little older than you, so you didn't know him, but you sure, sure knew of him, huh?
2: Yeah, he would come back to these summer youth basketball camps, and I was no more than probably fourth grade at the time. And uh, it was just the coolest thing that this guy who had made it out of Roseville and was a really successful player at the time was coming back to give us tips that he had learned along the way. And I remember just like, you know, soaking those up as much as possible. I have a lot of respect and have followed his career really closely.
0: Jesper, is there something in the water out there? I mean, you're 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 go- at Princeton, and and this guy goes to Bucknell. Yeah. I mean, you guys are uh, they're pushing the academic <laughs> side of things. Hey, um, there might be. What, yeah. What are some of the other schools that, that you may have been recruited by? Uh, and, and were you or were you just dead set saying, you know what, I'm going to go to Princeton. And by the way, Maxie, I, d- I was lucky enough for ESPN. I did a college football game at Princeton at that stadium. It is as beautiful as anything in the Big Ten. It's really? unbelievable. That, that stadium and the, the endowments that have gone to there and the money that's gone into that, that school and, and the sports programs is unbelievable. But who all recruited you, by the way, Jesper?
2: Yeah, I know. It's, it's true. You bring up a good point. I mean, historically, Princeton has been one of the most successful football programs, and it was where college football began. So they have a ton of national championships. Just at one point, they decided to focus more on academics and prevent um, at least football from playing in bowl games um, and whatnot. But in my decision, I was kind of all over the map. I didn't know if I wanted to play baseball or football. I was kind of trying to juggle both of those. I had a couple scholarships, scholarship offers that were in the Midwest. Um, but when the Ivy League schools um, showed interest, it was always such a priority for me to go to a, the best academic school I could get into, and I knew sports would kind of be a vessel to get me into that, so it kind of became narrowed down to the few other Ivy Leagues that were interested in me, and at the end of the day, it was a pretty easy decision because only Princeton would let me play baseball as well. The rest didn't think it would be possible to juggle two sports with the uh, academics.
1: Now, if for those of you that say that Jesper doesn't get away from it all, he's got a place where he gets away from it all. It's called the Boundary Waters. In fact, you are donating oh. your cleats to the Friends of Boundary Waters because it has so impacted you. Uh, that is where you get away from it all, and, and, uh, and you've got your cleats up for auction today because of it, right?
2: That's exactly right. Yeah, when I go up there, there is no football, there is no baseball, there is no academics. You know, it's just me in the wild and the friend that I choose to go with. Or group of friends and it's been such a a special place and such a good refuge of just like relaxation and getting away and you know return to nature so I'm so happy to have a way to to give back and promote this awesome nonprofit so yeah they're up on bwcaauction.com if you want to check those out they end tonight I believe and there's some beautiful cleats hand-painted by a, a local artist from Chicago Who's was very passionate about the Boundary Waters as well. So, yeah, I'm really excited, and they're, they're doing well.
0: That's awesome. Hey, Jesper, I'm, I'm real curious. What do you think of Chicago? I lived in Chicago for many years, from 1992 to 2007. And what, what do you think about that area and the fans and this whole experience with this historic franchise with the Chicago Bears?
2: Oh, I love it. I've been so thrilled to be there. There's such a passionate fan base and um, such a beautiful city. And I just love the history of it, too. Soldier Field is Mm. definitely the smallest stadium and one of the oldest stadiums, but I think it's so cool to have the history and the tradition and the fact that it's, you know, right on the water. I really do appreciate a lot of that stuff. Um, I will say it's a little bit unfortunate that our facility is about an hour, hour 15 north of the city, so I don't get down nearly as much as I would like. I'm actually more in the suburbs, in the northern suburbs. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I do get down, I really, yeah, I'm really – Enjoy my time in chicago
1: well jesper appreciate it very much we wish you were suiting up and playing today uh for the bears but we know there'll be plenty of that in the future and can uh, keep on fighting for uh uh, the boundary waters and boy Mm -hmm. congratulations on what has been a storied career and inspiring uh people from roseville and minnesota and beyond with what you've done
2: thank you so much thank you for having me on here
1: you bet. Absolutely appreciate your worsted tight end, Chicago Bears. Now, Pete, he sounds to me like your kind of guy, man. And, and oh. I tell you, it, not only you know Roseville, to Princeton, Chicago, and living life, and he's he's even got the Nigerian haircut now. It's a little longer <laughs> in the back, you know. I fully Except respect. i to me. You know what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: i love it i love it what a great young man i'll tell you what isn't it awesome and by the way speaking of you know we were talking about uh, analyzing athletes and all the rest of it well how about this i know i know it's a different transition and you're still playing a receiving position but how about him going from wide receiver for four years setting all these records at princeton and they ask him to put his hand in the dirt and be a tight end that's that's something, and that's, that's it, impressive. It's something that, he's that it also in.
1: speaks to, I mean, you can believe in fate, the man above, whatever it is, but let's just yep. say he goes to a different tryout camp, and, and, and yeah. they don't see him as a tight end. Who knows, right?
0: Right. They see him as a receiver, and they say, well, yeah. he's not quite this, or he's not quite that. Yeah. And meanwhile, here he is in the NFL, and he's. I think that was the first pass that Justin Fields threw for a touchdown was to him. How great is yeah. that?
1: That's pretty. That's pretty cool stuff, and I and, and I get the feeling, uh, like the Nigerians, I, I just you know, he, life after football is going to be pretty good for him.
0: <laughs> I think he's going to do a lot better than me, Maxie. Well,
1: <laughs> he's done a he's great job that right, with that you know, education. <laughs> great priorities and everything else.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.